0: Hi, this is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. In this podcast, I'll help you develop a stronger sense of self, develop firmer boundaries, and also learn how to lean into the gentle promptings of the Holy Spirit who can help you navigate life. I have dozens of bonus videos posted that will help you in these areas and also will help you develop stronger coping skills. In each of the program notes, there's a link where you can request a free digital book that I've written, where you can find my other media, and also where you can find my books on Amazon. Just a reminder before we get into today's episode that this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or another person, or if this material triggers you, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to help you with your concerns. Now here's today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Life Without Baggage. I'm starting a brand new series today. This series will be on sharpening your coping skills, which all of us can use. And today I'm going to be addressing why do I procrastinate with some ideas about how to make changes and improvements and be empowered to make changes. So in this series, I plan on uh, looking at episodes on overcoming problems with porn. I think that will be next week, on reducing perfectionism, on using a journal to help you grow and change and make improvements, personal development kinds of things. So if there's something in particular you'd like me to cover, send me a message on Spotify, or through my website, and I'll try to address that for you if I can in uh, upcoming episodes. I have a request to make, so if you're not already subscribing or following this podcast, Life Without Baggage, but depending on what platform you're using, could you subscribe or follow? I would really appreciate that. And then one more thing before we get into the episode, I'm reminding you that I do have a free digital book that I'm offering, Understanding Your Dreams. And dreams are a good source of information about how we're doing and progressing. So this digital book tells you the three sources of dreams, seven keys to unlock the symbols in dreams, and eight principles to help you determine whether or not a dream might be from God. So let's get into the episode on why do I procrastinate? So there's three areas I'm going to cover today. First of all, are the possible reasons that you might have difficulties with procrastination, although we all do it to some degree. Some practical solutions to addressing how to reduce procrastination. And then how to be empowered to make those changes. Now, this is a chapter from my latest book called Anxiety, Depression, and Helplessness. And this is the chapter on procrastination. So let's look at some of the possible reasons. So it can be a bunch of different things. If you are tending towards depression, then it's harder to have the energy and motivation to get anything done. If you tend to have a low level of confidence or a low level of confidence in a particular area that can influence procrastination, anxiety. If we're feeling overwhelmed, it may be hard to address things. If you have um, attention deficit disorder, then it's harder for people to get organized to get things done. People who are perfectionists, they might procrastinate because they're doing too many things and they can't keep up with all of them. Or their standards are so high that they feel overwhelmed when they go to tackle something new. We'll be addressing that in a a couple of episodes, I think. And then if you tend to have more of a passive approach to coping, you wait for a crisis before you take action. You're going to be pretty prone to procrastination. And sometimes people procrastinate because they're feeling pressure from someone else and they don't appreciate the pressure. And so they kind of drag their feet. You probably notice kids do that all the time. So there are a lot of different things that can influence why we procrastinate. So if there's a particular area where you tend to procrastinate, put things off, If it's just one particular area, there are some practical things you can do to make some improvements there. So in my book, I point out five different areas. One is change the way you talk to yourself about the task. Change the way you talk to yourself about your abilities. Look at the size of the goal that you're setting If those things aren't working, you can kick it up a notch and use a journal. I'm going to talk about how to do that. And then it's good to set some kind of a reward for yourself when you've tackled something that you tend to put off. Now, don't reward yourself first (laughs) because that doesn't work. If you eat your dessert first, you won't eat your vegetables. So these are some possible solutions to taking steps. So let me give you an example. When I went back to school, I was kind of intimidated by, uh, was I going to be able to do this? Was I going to be able to understand what was going on? And I found that every time I sat down to write a paper and pretty much every time I sat down to study for a test, I would start kind of obsessing over, well, I don't know what this professor wants. Well, look at all this material. How am I ever going to learn all this? And um, I don't think I know what I'm doing. You know, we all have that negative self-talk, don't we? So I decided I better start using psychology on myself. So I changed how I talk to myself. So when I sat down to study for a test or to write a paper, I said to myself instead, hey, other people figure out how to do this. I can figure it out too. So I'm addressing my capability there, aren't I? Or I would say, well, I'm just going to do a little bit now and see how it goes. I'm just going to get started. So I'm addressing the task. So if you talk to yourself a little differently, something you would say to someone else to encourage them, use that on yourself. And then that shifts kind of our attitude, our dread when we're approaching something we don't want to do, or something we're not sure we can do. Okay, so I gave you an example of how to change how you talk to yourself about your ability, how to talk to yourself about the task. Now let's talk about the goals. So a lot of times when people are trying to change a behavior, they set a goal that's like way too big to get started with. You can always increase the steps, but if you start with a huge first step, You're going to have trouble getting started, or you're going to have trouble keeping up with it. So for example, around the holidays or right after, people think, okay, I need to lose some weight. I'm going to start exercising. So they set a goal. I'm going to get up an hour early every day, and I'm going to go to the gym and work out. So you know what happens. Maybe they do it once or twice, and then they lose their momentum. It's just too big of a change. But if you decide, okay, I'm going to get up a half hour early and I'm going to exercise for 20 minutes, do a workout video or some exercise equipment at home. So you set a smaller goal. And maybe the goal is I'm going to do that three times a week for 20 minutes. And then you pick the days where that's going to happen. So once you have accomplished I'm exercising for 20 minutes a day. I'm doing that three times a day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Then you can kick it up a notch. So maybe you want to move it to 30 minutes, three times a week. So again, if you start smaller and make it more manageable, and if you can get a friend to be accountable with and say, hey, this is my goal. And maybe that friend is doing the same thing and you stick to it. And little by little, you increase the goal. But when you start off with a huge goal, most people are going to lose their momentum pretty quickly if they get started at all. This is why the gyms can sell you such a tiny fee on packages and signups because they know most people aren't going to show up after the first visit. So you don't want to be one of those people, right? You want to be one of the people that set a reasonable goal and then carry it out. Get your money's worth at Planet Fitness or wherever you joined. So I I have some samples in the book of things you can use to talk to yourself. Some of the common uh, self-talk that weighs people down, interferes with their motivation. So I want to talk a little bit here about how to use a journal. If you're doing these things, changing your self-talk, having reasonable goals, and you're still kind of stuck Again, you might want to consider whether you're a little bit depressed and maybe you want to talk to your doctor about that. But if you're depressed, you probably have difficulty getting going in a lot of areas, whereas procrastination is more related to avoidance. Procrastination, we tend to avoid particular tasks, again, that we feel overwhelmed by and that we feel like maybe we can't. We're not good enough to get it done well. So if you tend to procrastinate a lot, then I encourage people, write down all your excuses of why it's okay for you to put things off. Maybe you think, well, it's not okay. But if there's any behavior we're engaging in, we are justifying it to ourselves somehow if we know it's not good and we do it anyway. Human beings, we all make excuses. So here's some sample excuses, okay? I work better under pressure. That may or may not be true. And there's a price tag, isn't there? Another excuse might be, doesn't matter when I do it. I eventually get it done. This is too hard. I don't know what I'm doing. That was the excuse I used when I was procrastinating about studying. I'll get to it sooner or later. So those kinds of things, we all justify these. So you might want to write down your excuses. Pay attention to what you're telling yourself when you are procrastinating. Write them down. And then you can use a journal to write an argument. So I only work on it when I want to. The coaching, the argument would be, well, I'm still thinking about it and it's stressing me or I'll get to it. And maybe the argument is other people don't appreciate when I don't keep my promise or I don't have the same quality of work I would like to have when I put it off to the last minute. So you see, it's useful in any behavior if we notice what we're telling ourselves, the excuses we make, and then come up with an argument and write it down. So these positive things you want to rehearse, maybe put it on a card use it to coach yourself. I can do this one step at a time. I'm changing my behavior one step at a time. Another example that comes up a lot is my clients may have a huge task they need to do, like maybe clean out their garage, clean out the basement, uh, go through a bunch of items before they move and they feel overwhelmed and they procrastinate. So what I encourage them to do is why don't you set aside a time, maybe an hour, where you're going to work on this. And then after an hour, give yourself a reward. If you want to keep doing it, you can but set yourself a goal of an hour, maybe an hour a day, an hour every other day, an hour a week, depending on the urgency of what you need to do. But again, start with a small goal. And then give yourself a reward like, I'm going to work on this for an hour and then I'm going to check my social media or then I'm going to watch a video or I'm going to have a snack. So use these principles to address your excuses, to talk to yourself in a way where you make the goal small and manageable and then have a plan that you stick to. So the rewards don't have to be food, as you noticed, although I like those food rewards, but maybe texting a friend, take a bubble bath, have a flavored tea, go for a walk, take your pet outside, read something that that you're looking forward to reading. So build in some rewards after you've done the task that you were putting off. So some other strategies that can help you If you tend to procrastinate, have a specific day and time where you're going to address whatever needs done and a set amount of time to work on it, as I mentioned before. When I was trying to get through my doctoral program, there were some tasks that were so tedious and a lot of people would put them off and it would just drag out getting through their program. And I, I didn't want to be in that boat. So I set myself a time, Mondays, I think it was at one o'clock, for an hour. I was going to address some of the writing I needed to do. And then after an hour, I would take a break. If I wanted to, to do more, I did. But that was my plan. One hour on Mondays to address the, the tedious aspects of writing that needed to be done. For me to get to my goal. So have a specific day and time if necessary, and then have your reward. It's also useful to follow through to completion. If you start something and you see something else that needs to be done, it's easy to kind of uh, have a flurry of activity then without seeing progress to what you're doing. You're still making progress, but it's harder to see. So if your goal is to work an hour on cleaning up the basement and you remember something else, you see something else, stick to the task you've started and then don't start a new project until you finish the one you're on. This will help reduce that procrastination. And if you tend to commit yourself to too many things, You might want to simplify your schedule. You might need to say, gee, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that until you take care of the things that you need to catch up on, right? We have to take care of ourselves. So I'm going to give you a few other tips on how to empower yourself for change. So I I want to be careful about um, expecting God to do things for us that we're really supposed to do. But. Um, I'll give you an example about myself. So recently I noticed I really need to vacuum and I'm not like really motivated to do housework. I love making videos, housework, not so much. So I prayed, Lord, would you give me the motivation to vacuum? I thought I'm going to do it whether he gives me the motivation or not. And I knew when I was going to do it. I carved out a time. It was going to be Wednesday afternoon when I got home from running errands. I was going to vacuum. And it's so funny because on the way home from running the errands, I got this burst of, I'm going to get my place vacuumed. So it's just kind of funny and cute that the Lord answered my prayer. I did my part. I had a plan, I had a time, and He gave me. The motivation. So that was awesome. It doesn't always work that way. Another thing you can do is stand on a Bible verse. So 2 Timothy 1.7 says, I have power, love, and a sound mind, a disciplined mind, some translations say. So you can say, thank you, Lord, for power, love, and a disciplined mind. Help me walk in that today. And if this is something you have trouble with, I would decree it over and over as a prayer out loud, because we've talked about how our decrees, when they're based in God's word, they have power. So those are some suggestions on how to reduce procrastination. And these are all out of my latest book called Anxiety, Depression and Helplessness. So I hope you'll pick up a copy. So let me pray for us. Lord, I thank you that you give us power, love, and a sound mind, a disciplined mind. So I pray that the things that I've discussed today will be useful to this listener as they notice things in their life that they need to take charge of and have been dreading or putting off. Help them see any ways they're talking down to themselves about their abilities or any ways they're magnifying the task beyond what is really accurate. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. Thanks for listening. And if this helped you, share it with a friend. Talk to you next time.